0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge
0: cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday, the 16th of October 2017. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, Callum Chambers talks to us about his footballing hero, we delve into the letter S in the A to Z, Arsenal. Brain of Arsenal returns with Adrian Clarke. Let's kick off, though, by looking back at Saturday's trip to Vicarage Road with our Arsenal Insider.
2: Let's hear from another
0: Arsenal Insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, our Arsenal Insider this week is Jim Campbell from Football Ramble. Uh, Jim, how's it going?
2: Hello mate, how are you doing? Yeah,
0: yeah, not too bad at all. Um, needless to say, another frustrating away day for the Gunners. What was your uh, initial take on proceedings first of all at Vicarage Road?
2: Well, absolutely frustrating is uh, is the right word, isn't it? Um, you know, we're yet to win an away game in the Premier League, which is uh, unfortunate. Um, and I can't help but look back to the Chelsea game, where I know you know we didn't win the game, but we were looking at that as perhaps a sea change, where we were seeing like that intensity and that commitment that, that we need. And I feel like. If we could get that from every player in every game, then then we'd be fine. We'd be, we'd be having a great time. But um, that, that was lacking uh, at the weekend, sadly. So that, I think that's, that's the first thing I think you address is that, that intensity and that, that, you know, that desire.
0: And I know it's such a simple question and such a hard answer, but I wonder why that is the case.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a confusing thing, isn't it? It's uh, because we've seen it. Seeing it consistency you know the manager has spoken about consistency and how that's something that the you know the title winning teams often have and it seems that we that we struggle with with keeping that up ourselves um i know you know you got to put you know give some credit to the opposition as well Watford Watford got in our faces in the second half in a way they didn't and i guess that's always always a little bit of an adjustment if you're expecting the game to be one thing and then suddenly it changes to to another but um yeah, we we just you know we we've seen it so many times. We just we, we need to do something about it, and it's, we've seen what to do about it. Again, I take it back to that Chelsea game. Chelsea are obviously a far far better side than Watford. Stamford Bridge is a far harder place to go than Vicarage Road, and we gave a much better account of ourselves there. So, uh, it's a similar team as well. Um, you know, with uh, Iwobi, Welbeck, and, and Lacazette. Like so, um, it's it's a tough one, but. You know, we've got two tough away games coming up with the rest of Belgrade and, and, and Everton. I know Everton aren't having the best time, but, you know, we've, you know, we've had difficult games at Goodison Park, as many people have over the years. So, in a way, what we need right now is two tough away games because that's where we're struggling.
0: Now, let's look at the game quickly back to Watford in chronological order. A pretty solid first-half display up through Per Mertesacker and, uh, and deservedly so at that point.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's just lovely to see Per back on the pitch, isn't it? You know, obviously he had an incredible cameo in the FA Cup final end. Against Chelsea, we well not a cameo, but sort of you know come back after a long time out, and it's, he plays with a real joy. You know, you can see how much Per Mertesacker loves the game. We hear so much about how he understands it as well, and how he's almost certainly going to have a big future as a coach. And uh, yeah, it's just just nice to see him back. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't the most scintillating first half, but it was controlled. You know, like. Um, I, I look at the sort of the Brighton game. Um, as something are quite good at, at times is that sort of controlled demolition of a game they should win, where they know exactly what to do. They know what the margins are, so they just they, they dig in and they do it. And the first half looked like we were going to have that pattern again, but um, obviously you know things change.
0: The game did then change in very controversial fashion. Here's a reminder: Richarlison, left hand side, for Watford, looking to take on Hector Bayern. Challenges and brings down Michalison. It's a penalty to Watford. Oh, the Arsenal players can't believe it. The problem here is that Bairing didn't get the ball. The ball is gone by the time he starts
3: That's going down. Dive. You know what? Ozil should have put this game out of reach. 30 seconds earlier.
0: Let's be fair, minimal contact. Player and possibly also going down at the time as well. Regardless, it really affected Arsenal who clearly went into their shells from that very point.
2: Absolutely, it was a frustrating thing because I've seen some pundits say that you know, it, um, you know, there's contact, so he's sort of within his rights to do that. But for me, you know, if you know, if it's contact and you exaggerate it, that is that simulation, isn't it? By the very definition of it involved, so it is frustrating. But we can't we can't entirely point to that alone. You know, you will you will concede freakish goals, or you will get penalties that you don't deserve to be given against you. You then have to sort of dig in and fight back from that, and that's the worry, isn't it? It was the, I think the body language sometimes of the players as well look very, very much like they've been here before, and they can sort of see the narrative unfolding, and we're just sort of, you know, kind of enthralled to that a little bit more than they perhaps should have been. Um, digging in and trying to sort of get us out of that.
0: Mm, so, sitting back and, in a sense, as you say, paying the price with Cleverly's injury time winner, but but missing chances as well when one they'll up. And that also proved very costly, didn't it?
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's one of the, the factors of, of Wenger's play um, for a long, long time it has been that patience, doesn't it? So, sometimes it might appear that actually the team aren't, you know, busting a gut as much as they should be. And I think, you know, at times like that, this looks very. It looks like the players aren't working hard enough, and they're not they're not trying hard enough. But I, you know, I guess you know, expressing your frustration in a really sort of angry vocal way every time something doesn't go your way isn't necessarily productive because it, it wastes energy. But you know, uh, we just needed to be to be stronger than that and, and take the game to Watford a bit more. We allowed them to sort to effectively bully us. I mean, Troy Deeney's comments after the game, a lot's been made of those. I, I would love to see those comments stuck up in the dressing room because we shouldn't be in a position where where players feel like they can come and do that after after a game. You know, like. I just, I just feel it's very rare that that happens, isn't it? An opponent comes out and critiques the, the, the team that they just, just played, and you know, we're open to that at the moment. And uh, this needs to be a turning point, that sort of thing.
0: Okay, Jim, let's start to look forward. Then you've mentioned obviously a couple of big away games to come over the course of the next six days, but um, hopefully Ramsey, Alexis, Erzl, these kind of players coming back into the fold, and that competition for places, that enhanced quality and experience, surely is going to be very, very important.
2: Absolutely, That's going to be very important, and I, that gives me confidence that we can mix things up after a disappointing display, and you know, show those players that you know not only have they got to compete with their places, but they have some support from some very talented players around them. And also, I'm interested with this, you know the fixtures starting to pile up, uh, whether we're going to see Jack Wilshire a bit more because we're going to need him. We're absolutely going to need him, and um, um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do now. The manager saying he's very close to being matched fit, and um, you know, it, it looks like. He you know, he may have come off the bench um, the other night, um, but um, he didn't in the end And I, And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. And, you know, just, just, seeing, just seeing how we fix this problem, how we approach the, you know, the, the away game difficulty we've had with two coming up.
0: And with Red Star Belgrade to come in the Europa League, where Arsenal, of course, have won two from two so far. I just wonder if yeah. one or two of the players will get their chance in that game. Once again, they're sticking their hands up for first team selection in the Premier League as well, if things go well.
2: Absolutely, very much so, and that's such a difficult trip. You know, it's such a long, physically draining um, trip before even before you even kick a ball. So you know that stuff like this, it needs to be used as motivation. You know, like this is it's a really, really stern test again after a disappointment, and I just feel like Arsenal need as many of those as possible at the moment, just to sort of just to wake up a bit and realise, look, these games are going to come thick, they're going to come fast, they're going to be tough. You're you're a name to be to be shot at, for absolutely everybody, everybody wants the scalp of Arsenal, and you know. Players can can use that as motivation to step up, get into that team, and just you know not let us be bullied. Start bullying other teams, but we are Arsenal. You know that that means
0: something. And just finally, it had been a run of I think I'm right in saying six wins in a draw in seven in all competitions before the Watford loss. Are you confident of a fairly immediate turn back to form, or are you fearful that this might lead to a more sustained poor run?
2: No, I, I feel that I feel this is a pattern we've seen before. Um, I feel Arsenal will probably pick it up again, pick up some wins and sort of get back on track. It's it's how we react to the next big game, you know, or the next game where things seem to be going our way and then they turn against us. It's, you know, we're, we're, all, we're great when we're, we're having our own way, but it's, it's all about, you know, it's all about standing up to those tests.
0: Football Rambles, Jim Campbell joining us on the Art Louise Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Uh, Jim, it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you very much, indeed for all of your thoughts. Brilliant. No worries. Thanks, Andy. Young defender Callum Chambers is back at London Colney after spending a year on loan at Middlesbrough. The former Southampton man spoke to us about the time he met his footballing hero, a certain David Beckham.
4: I think when I was young, I've always wanted to be a footballer. I think there wasn't really anything else, you know, that crossed my mind every time. Well, every day I was kicking a ball about with my mates. Um, It was just just a hobby, something I loved doing. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, to be where I am today. Um And to be doing what I do, but yeah, it was just as a kid growing up every day, you know there 's a ball at my feet in the house in the garden it 's just something I love doing. My sporting heroes when I was young i'd say that I looked up to um David Beckham uh, when i was when I was a kid because the position I played was right wing um, so I sort of looked up to the way he played and I liked his style I'd also have to say Ronaldinho just because he's you know He's an amazing player. He's a legend, and you know it, the skills he used to do were just amazing to watch. You try him in the garden, you'd never get him, but it was just great to see. Um, people I look up to now and respect now in other sports, I'd say Roger Federer because he's a legend. Um, you know the way he plays, the dedication he puts in. Um, yeah, I mean he, he's just amazing to watch. And I'd also say now in football, I'd have to say Sergio Ramos. Uh, he's captain of Real Madrid in Spain. I like his style of play. I think you know he uses the ball well, and he's also aggressive. And I think you know that's attributes I like to do and, and put into my game. So yeah, those are the people that I I uh, would say are my sporting heroes and people I respect in the game. I've a- I actually had the chance to meet David Beckham once. Um, it was in London, and it was uh, at an art gallery. It was all his pieces from. Um, you know, the past, you know, magazine covers or famous pictures that have been taken. And, um, yeah, I was there with a mate and we were walking around having a look at all the bits. It was an auction and, you know, things, ev- everything was up for sale. And, yeah, we were walking around and I actually got the chance to meet him there. I had a chat with him. It was, you know, it was quite, well, it was pretty amazing, to be honest. I was, a, I was a bit starstruck and, you know, trying to think of things to say. But, no, it was amazing. It was great to meet him. Um, you know, he's, he's a great guy. And, yeah, he was one of my sporting heroes growing up. Walking around the gallery, there was a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff in there. You know, a lot of things that artists have actually made. You know, doing um, you know portraits of him, just to have coins, uh, different shades of of coins and things like that. And and there was another one which was nails, like nails all you know in the shape of his face and stuff. And then obviously he had the old magazine covers and 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 photo shoots he's done. So it was actually quite a cool cool event to go to to see all of these things. Yeah, walking around, seeing seeing you know. What work people, you know, put in to pay tribute to to him and uh, the pieces that you've seen there, it was it was inspiring to see what an impact he had on on not just people in football but people outside of football as well. Um, so it just shows, you know, what you know how much he's achieved and yeah, it's inspiring. I think it's inspiring for well, it was inspiring for me as a kid growing up and you know I think a lot of people still look up to him now as well. Back when I was a kid. I'd have to say I probably copied a couple of uh, Beckham's haircuts. I could never pull it off as well as he done, but yeah, I did I, I did copy a couple and I think I had a a Beckham shirt as well.
1: The A, a- to Z. Oh, Charlie George, you can hit him. Oh, look Pires. Pires the
0: S is for Stefan Schwarz. Stefan joined the Gunners from Benfica in 1995 and became a cult hero with this goal against Sampdoria in the European Cup Winners' Cup quarter-final. Schwarz. It's in! Quite
1: amazing! Well, we were writing Arsenal's obituaries here. But this goal by Stefan Schwartz makes it five all on aggregate.
0: That goal took the game to penalties where another S, David Seaman, was the hero.
1: Really strong left-footed shot, but Seaman saved it! (laughs) And Seaman's done it again from Jugovic! But Lombardo has to score to keep Sampdoria in it. David Seaman with two saves in this shootout already. Attilio Lombardo. And it's out! Seaman's kept it out! And the Arsenal celebrations can begin. They
0: were nearly counted out.
1: Here tonight which has
0: belonged totally to David Seaman. That was just a single night in a long list of great games for safe hands. He played more than 400 times for the club, winning three league championships, four FA Cups, a League Cup and a European Cup Winners' Cup to boot. And finally, S is for San Siro, home to both AC and Inter Milan. Arsenal famously won 5-1 there in 2003 against Inter and followed that by becoming the first English team ever to beat AC there, that back in 2008. Ambitious effort, it's it!
1: Oh, that'll do it! Seth Fabricas with a little over six minutes remaining, has put Arsenal within sight of the quarter-finals of the Champions League. The Milan public streaming home. This is the end of their season. 18 points off. The pe- Come on, there's a substitute late in the day here, trying to run past Kalaza. He's got support. Walk slides it square. And a two. Emmanuel Adebayor's first Champions League goal for the club caps one of their great performances in the competition.
3: The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark.
0: Adrian
5: Clark joins me at the Chalkboard. Clarke, you got the puffer jacket on, embracing the, the impending winter. Well, it is a bit chilly today and there's a hurricane on the way, so I've, I've dressed accordingly. Looking good. Looking good. (laughs) In case there's any sou'westers coming in. Um, Now, unfortunately,
0: Arsenal really need to deliver, let's be fair. Come the weekend, why have they struggled so much away from home in the Premier League this campaign?
5: Well, it's a good question and I'm sure Arsene Wenger will be searching for for the answers to that himself. I think you have to remind yourself that we've been the victim of, of a couple of dodgy decisions i I thought it was clearly a dive from richarlison at the weekend that was a big moment and alexander lacassette was incredibly unlucky to have his goal chalked off at stoke City. so so they, they make a difference but in terms of what's missing
3: millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds
5: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Resolve is the word that comes to mind. Durability. No matter how good you are as a team, no matter how talented you are, you will always come under pressure away from home. You will always need to to be galvanised as a group, to fight together and to to have that little bit of extra determination, cover one another's backs to protect your goal. And I just think in that department, we've we've had dips in matches and we've been punished for those dips. It's really, really important that concentration and fight and unity it's preserved over the course of 90 when you're on the road, because if, if you if, if you don't, you will get beaten.
0: Mm, okay, so Everton next up. I actually commented on Everton on Sunday against Brighton, where they were pretty average for much of the game, again, I've good, got to say. Good, good. But, you know, got a goal later on, and they could have easily won it. Brilliant double save from Matt Ryan of Brighton in injury time. Um, what do you make of them, first of all, and the fact that they've scored nowhere near enough goals and got nowhere near enough points for the money they've spent?
5: Well, it's been a letdown, haven't they? Uh, Ronald Koeman, something's not quite right there at the moment. The Players don't seem to be busting a gut for him. Uh, clearly the recruitment looked good on paper, but but it was it was too many of the same types of players. Badly missing Lukaku. You take him out of the team, his pace, the runs he makes, the finishing ability, you're gonna you're gonna find it hard to, to replicate the goal output. But yeah, they've just been flat, haven't they? Chop and change in the tactics as well. Ronald Cooman one week it's three at the back, then it's four. It's been more four of late. It personally. has, it has. Um, but yeah, there's a bit there just seems to be a bit of disenchantment, imbalance as well within the within the team. Gilfie Sigerson out on the left for a lot of this campaign so far. Not not his best position. Um it's a lot of work for him to do, and he needed that equalizer from Wayne Rooney, Ronald Cooman. If that if they'd have lost that game. It wouldn't sur- have surprised me if they'd have had a new manager coming into the Arsenal match, which would have been good news because Ronald Koeman, unfortunately, has a good record against Arsene Wenger. He, he likes to upset the boss. I
0: think of last season at Goodison Park where Everton came from behind in a game that really started a bad run for Arsenal, didn't it? Because they were going well at that
5: point. And, and you asked me earlier about what's going wrong away from home. I said resolve over the course of 90 minutes. And that's, that was a case in point. I were cruising in that game. It was, Everton were rubbish. Was you know, it an iffy corner if memory springs tonight? I, well. yeah. I think it was. I think it was. But Everton were poor. They had nothing, but they came out with a renewed energy after the break. And Arsenal had an unexplicable, inexplicable dip and it let them back in the game. And again, individual errors proved costly. You can't afford to do that in the Premier League now. You, you, you have to respect each opponent uh, for the whole game. And yeah, it, it's vital. Even though Everton are under pressure, Arsenal can't take their foot off the gas or take anything for granted. Kuman uh, I'm not saying he's worked out Arsenal, but he does have a decent record against us. So that, that's something to bear in mind. Pressure clearly, clearly, there isn't there definitely, and that is why I think Arsenal need to start this game properly. They need to get the first goal because if Arsenal take the lead here, and really, I know that Everton fell behind at Brighton and they came back, so, so let's credit the character they showed there. But on home turf, in front of the baying Goodison Park crowd, if we go one or two nil up here, we should see the job through. If on the other hand, they, they get the momentum early on. Suddenly Koeman's feeling better. The players are feeling better. The, the energy levels will go up. I think it's really, really important, especially as well given Arsenal's poor record away from home this season, that they they start this match properly. I can't stress that enough.
0: That lack of pace I just want to quickly mm. address as well. It is odd, isn't it, when you spend all this money in the summer that they didn't bring in somebody who would just be a different option. They've bought a lot of quite similar players.
5: Well, it's neglectful, wasn't it, in terms of the recruitment policy. You can't sell a player like Romelu Lukaku without having a replacement lined up. It's idiocy not to. And that's what, they, that's what happened. They sold him, and then suddenly they went out looking for a load of strikers. And, oh, you know, they were surprised when clubs around Europe, knowing what they needed... Said, oh, actually, no, we're not going to sell. We're not going to sell or to you. Put very high or, or we put up. the high prices up, and Everton were left hamstrung. And and uh, yeah, but even then, you buy in perhaps a, a pacey,
0: mobile, attacking midfielder to at least vary it, rather than a lot of again of quite static players. I think
5: every squad needs different types of players. Um, Obviously, Olivier Giroud is not in the Arsenal side at the moment, but he's a different type of striker to Lacazette. You need need different skill sets for different scenarios. Um, And at the moment, Everton have got no one to stretch the opposition. Too much of their play is in front of opponents, and that is making them predictable and relatively easy to play against. Now, I hope we're not jinxing it here, uh, because they've still got talented players, Everton. Um, So much like what I said before the Watford game, can't take, can't take anything for granted here. Got okay. to be on it.
0: Time for manager Adrian Clark's five-second team talk. If you're Arsene Wenger, the boys are about to step out at Goodison. What are your final words in
5: the dressing well, room? Well, I get the cuttings out of, out of the newspapers from this week. I put Troy Deeney's words on the wall and I say, look, people are saying you're not up for the fight. People are saying you're too soft to play away from home. Go and prove me wrong. Prove them wrong. Clarkey, brilliant stuff. Looking on
0: beadily-eyed, it is the Arsenal...
5: Weekly podcast producer
0: Liam Roberts. And that can only mean one thing the return of Brain of Arsenal. Brain of Arsenal. Liam, surveying proceedings from over there. How are we, sir?
5: It's done? quite <laughs> off putting, isn't it? It is, it
3: really is. Well, I enjoyed sitting in your seat so much last week, Clark. I'll get my own one today. So, <laughs> You're yeah. very kind of. You know, your picture yeah.
0: where eyes follow you around the room. Well, it's, it's just, kind of it's right just like
5: we're, we're, we're on stage at a theatre with one person watching us at the moment. That, that's what it feels and like. And it's your boss. Yeah. <laughs> I should be used to that now.
3: How <laughs> many listeners do we have? A witness.
5: <laughs> okay, so uh, we had
3: two weeks off for uh, Brain of Arsenal. Um, lots of time to revise. How's the revision done?
5: <laughs> uh, I forgot until until. So this morning I saw you earlier on just in the corner <laughs> like, just revising. Did a yeah. little bit last start and a quick bit on the tube just. Oh,
3: Excellent. so um, yeah, it's, it's tight at the moment. Twenty-two points to twenty in Adrian's favour. Um, Russ, your turn to choose if you want to go first or
0: second. My topic, of course, for anyone who doesn't know, is Arsenal kits throughout history. uh, And I will get it out of the way. I'll go first.
3: Okay, then. So, I have the questions here. So, your four questions, starting now. Uh, Which season did Emirates take over as shirt sponsor? 2006. Correct. Question two, between which years were JVC shirt sponsors?
0: 1982
5: to 1999. 1981 to the 81, 82. Oh! I said which year, I did say which year. You said that with quite a smug smile on your face. Sorry, is there a half point in here for that? Depends. I can see the look, look on. on his face. Um, unlucky. Uh, there's no grey areas.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> unlucky. Um, why did Arsenal
0: wear a burgundy kit in the 2005-6 season? It was for the final year at the old Highbury, Correct. and it was to note the fact that obviously the first season at Highbury, which is 1913. Was also played in that Burgundy kit. It was a nod. He's trying to, to get history. extra points out of this. Right. Trying to get this half point Bravo. Um, yeah,
3: bravo. Correct. And uh, finally, how many shirt sponsors have Arsenal had in
0: their history? Now, can I ask a question here? Are we counting Sega and Dreamcast separately? Because they're the same company. Um, I'll I think why I should give you my answer, because if it
3: um, yeah, I think I think we count them as the same. Okay, just had to confirm
0: that. So we have JVC into sega dreamcast into o2 into emirates am i trying to think if i've missed one i don't think i have so i'm going to say four
5: correct Three out of four. Well played. Ross. Good effort. Not Thank easy. You. Not easy. That. Thank you. So, uh, Adrian, three to beat. Um, what was your subject? Uh, the 2014 FA Cup final. This
3: is week two. Two for you on this one. Okay. So, uh, your four questions start now. Can you name the three players who came on for Arsenal from the subs bench in the game?
5: Oh, um, Thomas Rosicki came on. Um, Yaya Sanogo came on, and oh, Jack Wilshere. Correct.
3: Uh, what number FA Cup final was this?
5: Oh, oh, I know, it, I know which, how many we've won. <laughs> it <don't know. laughs> would be great if that was a question. <laughs> That's the worst uh, bar trick I've ever had. I will say the nineteenth.
3: 90th ever FA
5: Cup final. Oh, sorry, sorry, so, yeah. I misunderstood. Misunderstood <laughs> <Yeah>. the question. <laughs> you give me uh, an answer. Sorry, misunderstood the question completely. No, no, no. It, this was the hundred and thirty fourth FA Cup final. It's hundred and thirty
3: third. Ah, You point. ask for the half
5: half
3: point. Question three: Who won the free kick that Santi Cazorla converted for Arsenal's opener? Oh.
5: Oh, that's, that's a bit of a naughty question, that. Um, Week three,
0: Clarky.
5: Yeah. Don't think it was, don't think it was, was him because he was playing on the other side of the pitch. Free kick was from the left-hand side. So, and the playing on the left-hand side was Lucas Podolski. So I'm going to go for him.
3: It was Santi. Oh! Your instinct. Um, we're going to go do full fun anyway because we always waste the points. Um, who had the home dressing room? Uh, we did. Correct. Yeah. Two out of four. It was a good effort, but unlikely.
0: So most ever for a third week. It's the second Second. week. Oh, that's why. One is still the record for the third week. So, uh, right.
3: You take the win and we'll uh, So go again. I
0: feel I was robbed from a four-pointer there. So I'm so (laughs) going to go Arsenal
5: kids again. (laughs) So, Adrian. Oh, yes. I I have to think of something else now, don't I? Um, Right, let's go for um, for another happy reminisce. We'll go for the uh, 97-98 double winning season.
3: Oh, OK, so we'll be back next week for your new subject. And, Russ, you'll be week two of Arsenal Kits. Liam,
0: thank you very much. And, uh, Clarky, when we, can we see or hear you
5: again? Uh, you better hear me uh, on the Europa League game, actually. I'll be on co-coms duty for, for the trip to Red Star Belgrade. Excellent stuff.
0: The final word. The final word this week belongs to the Arsenal record-breaking team. On this day, back in 2004, Arsenal beat Aston Villa 3-1 to record a 49th league game undefeated in a row.
1: Perez to take. 1-1. Cool, calm, composed. Arsenal back on level terms. Reyes. Opportunity here for Thierry Henry. The final flourish to the first half provided by Thierry Henry. Room and space you can ill afford to provide the Frenchman with.
5: Good running. Takes a return
1: pass. Henry, Perez, should be three. Oh, and it is. You can't give Perez a free shot from there and Arsenal lead Aston Villa by three goals to
0: one Well that's full time on this week's show our thanks to Callum Chambers to Jim Campbell and of course to Adrian Clark for their contributions today we'd like to know how we're doing in the podcast so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes subscribe as well and find us on Acast these days remember too to get your questions into Clarkie for the chalkboard on Twitter using the hashtag Arsenal Weekly we're back on Monday the 23rd of October don't forget the latest Arsenal Weekly Podcast Stories is currently available where we hear about the life and times of the invincible Colo Torre until then it's bye for now the Arsenal Weekly Podcast